Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, wrapping up action at the National Bank Open in Toronto and Montreal. We are presented by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration Tennis Channel, the happiest place on earth all week long. And here's what we have coming up over the next 30 minutes. All the highlights from semifinal Saturday. Hubie Hercotch making a rude entrance in Montreal while the ladies battle in Toronto. Plus, Serena Williams getting ready for a blockbuster first round match in Cincinnati against Emma Raducanu. Our experts break it down. And speaking of breaking, which former top five player is destroying the player lounge in Canada? No more haircuts in Montreal anymore. This is classic video coming your way later on the show. Welcome to TC Live from our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Wiseman, Mark Petschy back on the show. Great to have you, Petsch. And we've got the Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick, over there on the big screen. Uh, The last first-time Masters 1000 winner in Canada, that guy, Andy, back in 2003. But, Roddick, we could have another one. Pablo Carino Busta tomorrow. What would you make of that match we just saw? Listen, whenever I hear those stats, all I think about is, you know what? We've had a lot of really good players who have dominated <laughs> a lot of events. But listen, Hubie Kirkoch, I, th- I think he looked uh, he looked great uh, today. Obviously, knocking out Kyrgios yesterday seems to be the informed player. I think having done it already, Miami of last year is a, is a big plus for him. Uh, Carreno Busta, the guy is just a professional. He makes you come out and play a great match to beat him. Reminds me a little bit of someone from my generation, David Ferrer, where you had to play an excellent match, execute your game plan almost to perfection while kind of fighting your own body because they were going to wear you down. Can't wait to see the matchup tomorrow. What do you think, Patch? I mean, Pablo Carino boost the first set he's dropped all tournament. Yeah but was able to come through in the end. Yeah, there's no part of his brain that sort of he, he doesn't look into to figure out a way that he's going to obviously open up and, and try and figure out a way to get past somebody like Dan Evans because obviously Dan has got this unbelievably complicated style, but just an incredibly attractive style of tennis match that we've just seen two days in a row, Tommy Paul, and then obviously that match tonight. And credit to Karina Buster, I, I, I think he is he's so underrated. If he came from another country and he'd have been top 10 in the w- world the way that he has and the way the performance that he had, the wins that he's had, Steve, he would be talked about in a much higher level. That, that tennis tonight was special. We will be talking about him later in this show and, of course, tomorrow as well in the final. But we start with the ladies. Simona Halep looking to make her fourth final in Canada. Just beat Coco Goff. That's Jesse Pagula's doubles partner. So the American looking to avenge her honor, Andy, and it started well. Listen, she's been going to this drop shot. I don't remember that drop shot being in play a year ago. I love people that continuously work on their crap, but you know who else does that? Simona Halep battling through this year, spoken to motivation issues, getting back to the top of the game. And man, Steve, as she had in space, and check this one out over the shoulder. I beg your angle with the shot there. Simona Halla, Halla, was that bad? Anyways, moving on. Fagula going to that drop shot again. Consistently played and didn't let Halop establish herself and get comfortable behind the court and counterpunch. That was her breakup mechanism, right? So that she could come in and hit those forehands through the court. 
used it again here, Steve. It was a consistent thing, but Halep started getting a read on it in the second and third sets, and that overhead we saw before, uh, maybe not as dramatic as the one, but just as effective. Simona Halep has looked good at times this year, hasn't put together that big result. Well, guess what, Steve Weissman? Guess what, Petch? That big result is coming. She fights through an informed Jesse Pagula right here. You can see the relief on her face. You can see the emotion as she points towards her box, looks up towards the sky. Well done, Simona Halla. Welcome back to a final. Uh, it's awesome, man. Halla, Halla. Not Halla back like Gwen <laughs> Stefani, but Simona Halla talking about the comeback. <laughs> I changed a little bit the tactic. Uh, in the first set, it was a little bit too fast. She was playing, uh, she was hitting super strong and uh, I didn't feel uh, the rhythm. But then I just calmed down and I tried just to push her back a little bit more and... Uh, I did well. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. And taking a look at the Walt Disney World Resort 50th anniversary celebration match summary. She will go for her third title here. More WTA 1000 wins than anyone on the planet. Her 18th wow. WTA 1000 final that is tied with Serena for the most and 37th win this year tied for the second most on tour. Some big accolades for Simona Halep. So who would she meet in the final? The red hot Beatrice Haddad Maya or Karolina Pliskova. Petsy Haddad Maya already projected to make her top 20 debut. She wants even more. She does want more, and I've said this for a while now. We keep talking about the GOAT debate, obviously, but this is on the women's side in particular. It's the G-O-O-A-T. It's the greatest opportunity of I all love it. time for these players out there because nobody's really taking the game by the scruff of the neck apart from Schwantek. Barty's obviously retired, and there's opportunities galore, and you've got to credit to the Brazilian. She has played some terrific tennis, and she's had a tough route through. Former world number one out there. She's won 16 titles, won a couple of these W. TA 1000, she looked the more assured down the stretch. So that was brave tennis as well from Haddad Meyer. The double fault came as a relief, and she's got a great opportunity. I tell you what, Andy Roddick knows a little bit about confidence, and I'm sure that can take you places where nobody else thinks you're going to go, and nobody predicted Haddad Meyer was going to be in the final. She's there, she takes on Halep. Andy, it, it's yeah, the G-O-O-A-T. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But listen, I, I think it's contagious, right? And sometimes you'll see people build up in the grass court season. The change of service throws them off a little bit. Haddad Maya's she's been able to kind of keep that confidence that she established in the grass court, winning some titles, going to the general leftiness of things. The body is strong. She moves pretty well, knows how to attack the matchup. I couldn't be more impressed with what I've seen this week, taking out Igish Viatek, making her way after that big kind of landmark uh, career win. But listen, she's going to have her hand full against Simona Halep, but I think she's in with a chance. I, 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 I even might make her the favorite in this matchup, and I say that knowing how good Halep is and how much we need to respect her resume. Haddad Maya potentially the favorite, according to Andy Roddick. What do you think? I, I went against Andy the other day, I think, uh, and I, I'm not going against him. I've learned my lesson. There's absolutely <laughs> no way that I'm going against Andy Roddick's prediction. Yeah, I, uh, no, because he, he, I said that Kirill, I thought Alex Dimonor may have a little bit of chance, and Andy went absolutely not. So, no, I didn't put an invoice in for that day for Tennis Channel. <laughs> and Kyrgios did not make Andy look like a big dummy. And, and neither is Bia potentially tomorrow. We shall see. Uh, the final for the ladies is set in Toronto. How about the fellas in Montreal? Hubie Hercoc, Kasparut, rematch from Roland Garros that the Norwegian won. Revenge is best served with maple syrup, Andy Roddick. Yeah, and watch the RPMs on this forehand right here. It just eats the lunch. I mean, 
That's a clean winner that bounces a foot inside the service line, but still crosses the sideline from the same side. It's just ridiculous that kind of angles that Casper Rude, but we know Hubi Hercotch is going to stay there. We know he's going to play aggressively. We know he's going to get forward. He says, cheer for me. My name is Hubie. It's Hubie, <laughs> and I'm really good at tennis. <laughs> Playing the soft, he's like, I'm not all power. I can actually go to the softball too. And we saw him run away with that third set against Kyrgios. Off to a fast start early in this third set as well. Uh, able to pass underrated movement, right? The guy can slide into a backhand, his position. It almost looked like he pulled that after he saw Casper commit to his movement. And Hubie just played a great third set today. All credit to him, deserved the win. Listen, I like Casper Root. I think he's done great on hard courts, made a lot of progress. Yubi Hercotch is no joke. He makes the semis of like every other Masters 1000 on hard courts now. I think he's probably the favorite tomorrow. He has won his past six three-set matches. So who would he play? Pablo Carino Busta, Dan Evans meeting for the first time. Each one hoping to get one step closer to being the first unseeded champion here in 20 years, Pence. This was fantastic. Steve, I'm nervous here. How long is these highlights package going to be? <laughs> They're all highlights. And literally every single point was a highlight. So I'm pretty nervous about what I'm going to have to play. Look, the second set breaker was probably probably one of the best bit of tennis I've seen this year. And I include Medvedev Nadal in the Australian Open final. I mean, just two players that there, nothing could separate them. It was way for Thin. Dan coming up with high tempo, big intensity, great pace off the ground, and he takes a look at that moment there for him. I mean, he just has so many options. He's an intellectual samurai out there, but credit to PCB. <laughs> PCB, it was PCA star out there. He did not put a foot wrong in that final set, and he actually blew Dan away. I don't know whether he was a little fatigued. I don't want to say that he was fatigued because I don't want to take anything away from Karina Buster's performance there because that was absolutely world-class and what a platform for him to go into that final for the very first time at this level. Intellectual samurai. Yes, he is. Define yes, that is. for me. Did, well, because he's got a, a different way of beating you and he can think about it while the ball's traveling at him at 90 miles an hour. I can think about it sitting here <laughs> like this, but this is 2D stuff. I, I'm talking 7D out there. <laughs> Andy, break down this matchup <laughs> for us. We got Pablo Carina Busta and we got Yubi Hercotch. Yeah, listen, Carino Busta, we know we're going to get, right? He's When you hear coaches talk about skill sets, they talk about a big forehand. They talk about movement. What I don't hear talked about enough, which PCB has mastered at this point, is consistently asking the question, can you execute at a high level, not for a point, not for a game, not for a set, but over the course of an entire match? Hubie Hercotch has proven that he can do that. His results have become more and more consistent, especially on the hard courts, on the grass, took a kind of a bad loss early at Wimbledon this year, but has proven that he can problem solve. I like his ability to hold serve easier than PCB. I know mm. PCB has held a bunch this tournament, but Hubie Hercotch absolutely thump second serves pcb is going to have to make a lot of first serves otherwise he's going to be playing from behind i, I just think qb haircuts gets through his service games a little bit easier if he can ever get off the court i think he's just going back on for doubles right now which, which that which 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 that's that's a that's a loyal friend if i'm ub kirkos i'm going nope i'm going to try to win this singles title tomorrow i'll pay you some money we'll be fine yeah i literally he could become the first guy to win singles and doubles in canada since john McEnroe back in 1984 he's literally playing right now against Dan Evans, by the way. They're both back out on the court. It's wild. Yeah. That's, that's what happens in Montreal. That's incredible, isn't it? And, and as Andy said, I mean, I think most players would have just pulled pulled the selfish card right out of the pack <laughs> there. But, but that's not for Hubie and it's not for Dan as well. So credit to both the guys.
All right. Well, another. I'd be gone. I'm gone. I'd be gone. I'd be gone. I'd be like, I'd be like, I want to win a match. I'm gone. I'm sorry. Look at this guy. I'm out. I don't know. Roddick's a better friend than that. I think he'd be playing. He says it now. I think he'd be playing. I am gone. There's another huge. WTA 1000, Masters 1000, right around the corner, and the popcorn matches, they are fresh. Gone. TC Live is presented by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Well, I mean, she's one of the greatest ever uh, player which we had and I was lucky enough to play against her, to beat her actually a couple of times on like big stages and it was always an amazing match and I think she's always, no matter which level, you know, she's playing, I think it's always incredible just match to play against her because she has just such a charisma and just like always, it's, it's a big match and she always tries to do the best and I think she's like super professional and of course like she's, you know, she's won so much already in the sport and I remember looking at her when I was little in the TV, also her sister, so um, so it's impressive that she's still around. Our tennis honor series honoring Serena Williams taking a look at her last five events. Best result came last year in Paris. Just two tournaments this year and perhaps just two remain. The next one in Cincinnati starts off with a blockbuster. Serena Williams, her first round opponent. Cincinnati is going to be reigning U.S. Open champion Emma Raducanu. When Emma Raducanu was born in 2002, Serena was number one in the world, 19 titles, and four of those were Grand Slam singles titles. Emma Raducanu, one of the new darlings of the tennis world. Serena Williams, the 23-time Grand Slam winner. Simply the greatest that we've ever witnessed. All right, here's the tale of the tape. Serena, 73 more titles, 19 of which came before Emma was born. Uh, 22 more Grand Slams, nearly 800 more wins. But Raducanu gets the edge this year and is the betting favorite. Andy Roddick, who do you think is the favorite in this matchup? Yeah, I, I think I have a hard time. Uh, going against Serena here, just based on matchup, right? I don't think Emma Raducanu, uh, I and I love Anna Raducanu. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see her kind of get past this U.S. Open and then kind of start her process towards being a normal tennis player again. Uh, but I, I don't think she has the firepower. You know, I think Bencic was a horrible matchup for Serena at this point in her career, being able to kind of forcefully switch positions and play against Serena's movement. She never really got her feet set uh, on many balls. I, I think against Raducanu, she's going to be able to square 
Barrett returns. She's going to get a lot of looks to kind of come out of her shoes uh, and really kind of put that full Serena force behind uh, each of her shots. And I actually like the way she hit the ball uh, against Benchich. I know it was two and four, and it kind of on on paper looked like a bad loss. Uh, but I actually like the way she was striking the ball. I just think it was the movement and Benchich kind of dissecting her with uh, with this change of directions. I don't know that Emma Raducanu can do that with the pace that Benchich can, which means I think Serena's going to get a lot more hits on the ball. And that hasn't worked out for many people over the last 25 years. <laughs> All right, that, that's the Serena side, Petch. What is the best pattern for Emma to use in this matchup? Yeah, to be honest, I think that, that definitely she needs to go back to what she did at the U.S. Open. There was a lot of kind of free-flowing tennis from Emma. Serve out wide, forehand line was really the way that she played. I know it's been a little bit quicker at the Open than it has been in recent weeks, but it was kind of like just subconscious tennis. It was just purely instinct to look at this sort of play. This is all she was doing. We haven't really seen much of that in the last few weeks. What we have seen is her play about a meter further behind the baseline and try and grind opponents out. And that's just not the way that Emma needs to play this game. I don't think it's the way to play in the modern game, to be honest. I think you want to try to change your position at times. But Emma's way of winning a Grand Slam was one way, and I don't think she really should be looking for a different way right now. And if she doesn't take it to Serena, I'm completely with Andy. I thought that Serena played great against Benchich. It was just a bad matchup. But at the end of the day, I think if she gets time on the ball, she's going to be a very difficult player to dislodge from the draw. Andy, Serena got two matches in in Toronto. How many matches, in your opinion, do you think she needs in Cincinnati? to then go on to the U.S. Open and, and have a chance? Some. You know, I, 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 don't, I, don't think, I don't think she loses first round and goes into the U.S. Open uh, with a bunch of confidence. But if she gets, you know, two, three matches that are tough where she has those kind of tough moments, I think actually a high-profile matchup, like against Emma Raducanu, is a great teaser for, for New York, right? There's going to be eyeballs on this match on, on Monday. I think it's 7 p.m. on Tennis Channel, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I'll be tuning in. I think people that aren't really interested in, in tennis day-to-day will tune in. It's one of those matches where, like you said, you're going to get a snack and, and really kind of uh, make it – you're going to schedule uh, you're going to schedule the watching. And, and so I think that's good for Serena. I think she needs two, three tough matches. If it goes any further than that, fantastic. But she's never been one that's needed. Needed, you know, a month's worth of matches to be effective in an event. And I do think if she can get a little bit of rhythm and then play herself into the first, second round of U.S. Open, we're going to have a fun roller coaster that last tournament. <laughs> it is yeah. appointment viewing Monday night session right here on Tennis Channel. And that's just one of the popcorn matches in the first round that we have at the Western and Southern Open. Take a look at this. I mean, Venus Williams taking on Carolina Pliskova, who just sang the praises of her sister Serena. Shelby Rogers taking on former major champion Sophia Kennan. The one I'm interested in right here, uh, two of the big five. You got Murray and Vavrinka. 22nd meeting patch between these two. 12-9 Murray. Who do you see winning that one? Well, you just you just put the big three sort of uh, form down, uh, you know, into total meltdown. They're still bringing the big five. I haven't heard the big five yet. We're I'm bringing the big five to... back. <laughs> bringing the big five back. Stan should be part of that conversation. Who do I think is going to win? I think it's extremely difficult to pick, given the current form that both of those two are in, actually, to be honest. Obviously, Stan coming back from two surgeries in terms of the ankle, and he actually wanted to play qualifying. I know that for a fact. He wanted to play qualifying. He wanted some matches. He was going to play Taro Daniel, but because Jack Draper lost. He actually got into the main draw to play Stan. I think Andy will probably just about edge it, but I think it's going to be a tricky one. The one at the bottom, I'm also interested mm -hmm. in. That one between Kyrgios, Davidovich, Fakina, that's hazardous. That should come with one of those sort of nuclear warnings. You don't know what's going to happen in that. <laughs> what do you think, Andy? 
Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some rackets thrown <laughs> in uh, the Kyrgios Davidovich Fokina match. But as far as Murray Warinka, listen, they're both trying to find form. So anything could really happen, right? They could both come out and be inspired by the fact that they're playing another three time Grand Slam champion, or it could be a race to the bottom. I just don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess Murray is better when he's kind of in the gutter trying to bring someone down with him. He's proven that uh, over time. But I hope that they're inspired by the greatness they see across the net, and maybe one of them finds something going into the U.S. Open. I love these, man. These 1,000-level events, both sides, men and women. I mean, first round, just absolute blockbusters. Uh, still a lot to come here on TC Live. Take a look at this video and see if you can figure out which Tennis Channel broadcaster is destroying property in the Canada Players' Lounge. You must see it to I believe mean, it. Don't go anywhere. been back on TC Live. We are less than three weeks from TC Live at the U.S. Open. It is summer in the cities on Tennis Channel going from Canada to Cincinnati and elsewhere on the way to New York City August 29th. Well, we go back to Toronto and some doubles highlights. Uh, unlike Andy Roddick, Jessica Pagula not quitting on her partner, Coco Goff. And by the way, Andy, Coco will be number one in the world in doubles if she goes on what to win the title here. What an accomplishment that that's become an oh, by the way. Like, that, that normally just doesn't happen uh, that easily. Credit to Coco Goff for committing. I think it's actually helped her singles game. And credit to Jess Pagula. Although I will say it's not like 3 in the morning when she's going out. And she doesn't have to play the next day. But I digress. Anyways, you see, but, but the great deal here with, uh, with, with Pagula is merely just missing the reflex volley there. And you see they're both really pumped. I admire the professionalism, then staying in the moment. They both have their kind of thoughts and minds on the U.S. Open. That check still clears, and they say, we are professionals. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. By the way, they can both make the year-end finals in singles and doubles. They're having a spectacular year. Uh, how about this? A tennis fan on Twitter asks, you have to pick a player to hit a shot perfectly for your life. Uh, Petch, which player and what shot? Roddick's first serve. That's what I was going to no. say. Oh, come on, Andy. There's no way. Your first serve. No way. I'm taking it every time. No, no. You got to take one of the seven footers for the serve. But hey, what, hey, listen, what I would do is I would actually take Novak. And it's not a fantastic shot. It's not a glorious shot like a first serve or an acer power. His ability to check down a backhand under pressure and lock someone down in breakers in tight moments and create space between, right? So when people are attacking, they have to do it from positions they don't want to. He executes it perfectly every time. He can do it cross court or down the line. That's the shot I take is the rally backhand with Novak under pressure. It, it, it doesn't get enough credit because it's it doesn't end in a highlight package, but it is so effective and it has worked so well for so long. I think both of you are surviving with those picks. Uh, Liam Brody <laughs> playing a challenger in Chicago this week, and he said that tournament laundry is a disaster. Started with 12 pairs of boxers and is down to four. Uh, Andy, what was your experience with tournament laundry? <laughs> I, I don't know. I like if it was bad enough, like the first time they mess up, like shame on me. This, I mean, shame on you. The second time, shame on me. I don't know. Do you have a sink, some soap? I, I mean, I don't know. Do you have a laundromat? I, I don't yeah. know. You like know someone? Is there is there anyone on site there? Is there, like, I don't know. You got to get crafty. Come on, Liam. Yeah, nobody likes anyone airing their dirty laundry, do they? <laughs> okay. I see what you did there. Well done. I see. Well, well done. done. Yeah, uh, I right. see. We're, we're going to stay silent because we're going to listen in to the start of this next one. Good. 
I mean, that's so good. I, yeah, but like it was, it was, it, it was, it was right next to his head when he started the swing. It's not as if, it, it's not as if it was unlucky. It was there the whole time. He lives like, on like the golf it's course. next to his head. He what? lives on the golf course. How can he? This is Jimmy Arias, by the way, for those who don't recognize, former yeah, top but, five player, our fellow tennis channel broadcaster. <laughs> But, it, but Patch, it doesn't matter if you live in a golf course. All you need to know, like, you just have to have the realization if something's three inches from your head. Uh, there's always it a doesn't, you, don't need pro you don't need proximity for that. You just need to know if something's, like, here. Like, I know I know my hands are here right now. How, yeah. many, how, many, how many shots of Sweden's Cove has he got to do that? You've always got a forfeit off the tee. You know, what's that one? I mean, listen, at least if he had some shots of Sweden's Cove, he'd had an excuse. <laughs> A valid one, anyways. What's he My said about Lord. it? So, so we did reach out to Jimmy, and this is the text that he said. He, he said, first of all, clarified that it's an eight iron that he was using, and that he has is a that golf an excuse. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. He's got a golf tournament next week back home in Florida, and he wanted to get Irrelevant. some full swings in. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact that this is a glass barbershop thingy here. Like all of that stuff, make it doesn't matter with what we just saw. It makes no that 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 doesn't matter. Yeah. I have a golf tournament next week. I'm not going to go break a lamp. Yeah, I don't want him as my defense lawyer ever. That's a oh shocking Lord. defense. That's horrible. I'm so, That's I mean, that he went with defense, the hand Jimmy. to like cut to the glass. I'm surprised his hand's not all cut up. <laughs> but 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 actually, Steve, imagine going, hey, film this. Yeah. Hey, film this real quick. Jesse Levine, former pro Jesse Levine, got to give him props for the camera work. <laughs> I could I could watch this all night, and the sound when it breaks is just classic. Man, Jimmy Arias, uh, what can't. a legend. More TC no. Live after the break. We count down the best five shots of the week tomorrow. What is the number one hot shot today? Welcome back. Hot shot of the day. We got some doubles action. Former LSU star Neil Skupski teaming up with Wesley Kuloff. What happened, Patch? Well, the anticipation was unbelievable. Round the net, but not just round the net, Steve. Also through the box, the advertising box. Look at how he threads this one. That You don't just have to get it round the net. Wow. He's got it through there as well. Just an incredible shot, and they're through to their eighth final, I believe, of the season. That's just remarkable. Yeah, won 10-8 in the match tiebreak. Good stuff there. Wow, that, that was that could go down for number one tomorrow, best of the best. Absolutely. I wish we'd have more singles nets on the singles matches. We still have doubles nets, as you see everyone out there, but we can talk about that another time. Here's our finals tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. The ladies in Toronto, Simona Halep going for a third title there against Beatrice Haddad Maya looking for her very first. And then for the men, Hubie Hercotch, he has a Masters 1000 title. Pablo Carina Busta looking for his first. Uh, what are your thoughts on these matches? Well, I think they're both great opportunities for both players. I, I think I'm going to go with um, a little bit with Andy because I think Hubie just serves so well. I think he's going to roll through some service games. He's going to have one or two pretty tough service games. There's no question about that. You don't return as well as Karina Busta and not put pressure on somebody in the Masters 1000 final. So he's going to get some chances. The question is, is whether he can take it. I just feel as though there's going to be a lot more sort of pressure consistently on Karina Booster's serve with the way that Hubie's going to play. He's going to come out trying to play the points fairly short. Um, so I'm just going to edge towards him for sure.
Yeah, yeah, I actually, I, I agree with Petch, but I think we've been burying the lead this entire show. I, like credit where credit is due. No one has done a cream-colored jacket that well and <laughs> has done it as well as Petchy since yep. Don Johnson. I, like, let's just call it, let's just call it what it is. I well done, Petch. It's hard to be that eloquent, that committed, and have to pull off a look that hasn't been done since 1984. It's absolutely amazing, well-rounded. Congratulations, Mark Petchy. And I'm only just marginally disappointed. I know we're running out of time here because I actually pulled it out. It's a bit of the Wimbledon look, the white look. I thought Dan Evans was going to be in the final. I could celebrate being a Wimbledon member. <laughs> and, then, and then you had the, the, the green, the chartreuse. Exactly. With the shirt. I, just, I just lacked a bit of purple for the All England Club. There you go. I would go, yeah. I would go one go. more button down, Petch. And then you're really doing the Miami Vice vibes, you know? Let, let another time. Another say it time. with your chest. If I ever get invited back, I'm going to do it. I'll do it next time. Uh, another fantastic show. When Andy Roddick tweets out that we're having a show, we know it's going to be full of energy. It's going to be spectacular. Andy Roddick back on the show tomorrow. Petch will be calling some finals. I'll be back with Andy on TC Live. CC Bellis as well. Thank you so much for joining us on TC Live and enjoy the finals tomorrow. <laughs>